Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Now, we don't want to focus on the 5%, but rather how do we bring the 95% on board? Because I have a view of how much potential it has into changing people's lives. What I'm telling you is that in the banking environment in Uganda, there are about 2.4 million borrowers. And all the bureaus are targeting banked population. On the mobile wallet, there are 14 million. So if there's a bank willing to scale, this is the way. But, you know, in credit, you have to come with data. So how do we target? We work with Airtel to say, let's bridge this gap. Why don't we utilize that data together with bureau data? and come up with a credit score. I love a good adventure story. Fine draped impenetrable forests filled with wild beasts, lost rivers, and the promise of untold gold. It's what inspired my own books. Draken is available for free as an ebook on Amazon and Butterfly Hill for just a few bucks, but more to the point, it's what inspired my line of thinking for this intro. You see, today we're talking about Uganda, a country that in my colonial educated brain is immediately associated with David Livingston and Henry Morton Stanley and the search for the source of the Nile. It turns out, though, that that story is more complicated than I remembered and that the true source of the Nile is probably in the hills of Burundi. So, yeah. Still, Burundi impenetrable forest with its mountain gorillas and the Kabali forest with its chimpanzees and, well, one of the disputed sources of the Nile are calling me. So perhaps I'll visit soon. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Charles Wandia, Head of Data Science at Newgrid CRB, the first ever Indigenous Credit Reference Bureau in Uganda. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brendan. It's a pleasure to be here. Charles, you have been working in data science and credit scoring in East Africa for nearly 15 years now. And that's very exciting for me to see because when I worked for Barclays in Africa, which would have been 2006, 2007, there was almost no data there to work with. The bank systems weren't really up for the task either, And as a result, there wasn't a lot of talk or focus on this idea of data science and credit scoring and data-driven strategies. But just a few years after I finished working in that market, you started working there, and it looks like things had already changed. So if you'll indulge me a bit, could we start by discussing your early career, but in that context of, of what's been happening over, let's say, that last decade in East Africa in terms of data science and credit scoring? So I was born and raised in Kenya, and I went to University of Nairobi to study statistics. And I believe that's what piqued my interest in data science. Then I went on to start my career as a risk professional. I specialized in credit risk at Equity Bank, 
and then I moved on to join NCBA that at that point had uh, partnered with Safaricom to kind of give digital loans. Safaricom is also the biggest telco in Kenya. So the, the, the telco would provide the data and then the bank would do the data science analytics and provide customer with limits. So I came in there to help in the decisioning. That's a product that was called Mshuari, became very popular. And then as I was still working in that bank, there was another partnership again with Safaricom to introduce an overdraft facility on the mobile wallet. Again, very popular. At the time I was living, they were disbursing around 12 million US dollars per day. And then 80% would get paid the same day. So it was really remarkable in terms of widening the financial inclusion. Yeah, and in there already, it's clear the role that mobile data plays in banking in East Africa. Safaricom, as you said, big telco company, but also a primary driver of financial services in the region, at least in terms of reaching the majority of the population in East Africa. In other markets around the world, there's still people talking about how can we use telco data, will we get telco data? You've grown up and it's been a, a pillar of that data environment. If you look at Africa, it's just now that the smartphone penetration is increasing. Most of the population, especially in the rural areas, they have a feature phone. And that's their primary bank account. They will never probably go to a bank and own an account because they are doing some financial transactions, buying airtime, saving on their phone. People no longer here in East Africa require to open a bank account as long as they can put money in their phone. So I believe that has really contributed to, to, to the growth. In my career, I also went to work for one of the largest banks to start digital lending. And I pioneered a product that would give about 30,000 US dollars without collateral. So at that point, people thought, hey, you're taking too much risk. But using data, it turned out to be better than a same decision done by a credit officer. Yeah. You know, you remove the, the manual uh, emotions and you standardize it. So the portfolio that was digitally assessed, that portfolio was performing much, much better than portfolios that were still being managed by credit professionals. Kenya has really grown. If you compare the period you were in in, in Barclays, for instance, credit information sharing was just starting. It was until 2013 that, you know, credit bureau framework was uh, published and became legal. So most bureaus really started operations there. And that has grown significantly. And that, I, I believe, is also what really has helped banks reach these previously untargeted markets. Now, if I look at the same period, uh, if you compare 2006, there wasn't M-Pesa. So again, in Kenya right now, we're moving away from cash into a mobile wallet, which M-Pesa provides. If you look at smartphone penetration, it's increasing. Fintechs have come in, in numbers to use uh, smartphone data, which they can scrub to make some credit decision. So yeah, I think the industry has moved quite a lot since you left You've had this chance to work at a remarkable period, a real concentration of the sort of innovation that's happened over 60 years in other markets, all happening within 10 years in this very small region, that sudden burst of, of East African fintech. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. But 
Charles, in the middle of last year, you took on a new challenge, or actually two new challenges, but we'll we'll get to that later. For now, you jumped across the border and went to help build Uganda's first ever credit bureau. So talk to me about that decision, but also about Uganda. What does the lending landscape look like there? What sort of players are involved? What do the borrowers look like? What's the, the basic lay of the land if we want to picture it in our heads? Yeah, so in the middle of last year, I crossed the border and the landscape is more or less the same. But if you look at the East African countries, Kenya is always leading in terms of development. And therefore, when an opportunity came knocking to kind of replicate the same successes we've had in Kenya in terms of digital lending, I couldn't say no because I have a view of how much potential it has into changing people's life. So I moved to Uganda. It's not really a new bureau, credit bureau. There are other bureaus which have been here. There are multinationals coming into this market. But New Grid is an indigenous credit bureau. So it's started by locals. You know, the whole intention is to say we understand the market much better. We know there's still some populations which have been left behind. So New Grid is mostly targeting the last mile population or really the financially excluded population. So we're always asking ourselves, how do we bridge this gap? They are invisible to the lenders because they don't have data. So we collect a lot of alternative data. It's only 5% of the population is banked and all the bureaus are targeting banked population. Yeah. So what about the 95% who are unbanked, who borrow in informal systems like circles, village, uh, you know, groups? What about them? So that's really the reason why I came here. 5% banked is a tiny number. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to hear how you're reaching these, these parts. I'm going to start, though, with the one project I do know that you're doing, and that's the work you're doing with Airtel. You've just launched the first ever mobile credit score in Uganda. It's how I came across your profile on LinkedIn. Tell me more about that. What is this mobile credit score, and what role is it going to be playing in lending to this last mile population? Yeah, excellent. So New Grid is focusing on providing solution for the last mile or the excluded customer base. So there are about 22 million borrowers here who don't have any credit history. They've never borrowed in a bank and they are living life. So they have working capital needs or consumption credit. And really, if you actually coming from a very poor background, it's very hard to get such credit. Yeah, and expensive. Now, we have banks who are saying, okay, we know you need that, but you know, in credit, you have to come with data. We have all these digital lenders who are trying to, to target them, but again, they also can't afford to do data science or they don't have the skills. So that's why we, we, we work with Airtel to say, let's bridge this gap. Let's try to, to be the boundary between the lenders and the borrowers. And the only way you can do that is having a standardized credit score. So Airtel agreed they have a lot of uh, transactions, most of the last mile transacting on their phone. So we came together and said, why don't we utilize that data together with bureau data and come up with a credit score, which the lenders can then use to target this last mile population. So Airtel provides all the transactions when you buy airtime on your phone, when you buy data, pay a bill, 
you know that information tells us probably you have a, some responsibility in your house you're moving around probably you have some kind of mobility are you having so many people different ones sending to you tells you you're making sales yeah but if you're just receiving from one person we can it can infer probably you're a student getting some upkeep from the parents so when you look at that data in that sense it start making some sense when you look at the balances if mobile money is actually your main bank account studying the balances can tell us something so we looked at a lot of data and built a credit score using machine learning and it can be relied on by lenders but lenders just don't need the credit score they need a view of how much you probably earning so that they can be able to tailor make your limit so we went ahead and provided income estimate so it's not just a credit score and basically we've got a lot of excitement in the market we have very many lenders coming to us and saying okay when can we start in almost every market in the world now we'll talk about oh we should get telco data on and in the UK telco data is on the credit bureau but often when we talk about telco data we simply mean are you paying the bill at the end of the month it's one data set that looks a lot like a small loan but the data you're talking about is far richer than this. So this is prepaid mobile, I'm imagining. You can see how often people are topping up, where they're topping up, where money's coming and going all through the month you're getting insights, which is yeah, is fascinating. As I said, not long ago, we had no data. And now you're able to take this big data that's structured, but, but very different, and putting in a machine learning and build a credit score. And not just a credit score, as you mentioned, but a score that includes affordability. So this is a massive leap forward in terms of what a lender has access to when they're making that decision. And I know it's very early days because you launched the score just weeks ago, but I'm interested to know how much of that 22 million unbanked population you can now reach. Yeah, so if you look at um, the numbers, the active borrowers, the people who can really qualify they're about 14 million from the 22 yeah. what i'm telling you is that in the banking environment in uganda there are about 2.4 million borrowers now on the mobile wallet there are 14 million so if there's a bank willing to scale this is the way yeah so at the moment uh, about 11 percent of the market's been served exactly. you're opening up hundred percent and of course, then if we think about the, the, the people that are still left out of that, they're more likely to enter via the telco route as well. And if we go a little bit more technical, I'm quite interested in your experience. You'd built credit scores the old fashioned way like we all know in the banks. How was it different working with this data? Yeah, basically, the credit scoring methodology is more or less the same. We use logistic regression as well as machine learning. But when you're dealing with alternative data, you have to go a step further and try to figure out what can predict default. Traditionally, banks rely on bureau data, which is limited, but financial footsteps, which is what we're getting from the telco, is more richer in terms of you know telling you whether someone can afford to pay a short-term loan. Again, you want to make it very easy for lenders to understand your score because, you know, credit, you must make credit using informed decisions. It has to be explainable to the borrower. Yeah, That's probably one of the things we've been trying to navigate in terms of being explainable to the borrower. Yeah, Charles, around the world, 
I think every market is thinking about how they could use telco data. And as I hear you talk through the types of data that make up telco data in Uganda or in East Africa, it also speaks something towards open banking in other markets where the transaction might be happening on a different sort of product. Yeah, they may not have a situation where only 5% of their people sit on the bureau with a bank account, but they're still interested in this sort of data because they can add so much nuance. Yeah. So I think if you look at the whole mobile credit score and this telco versus bureau partnership, I think that's something that should be studied further, even in other markets. You know, we are allowing the telco to monetize their data. They have a lot of data sitting just there. Again, look at what's doing in terms of deepening financial inclusion. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So you monetize your data as well as playing part in the financial inclusion landscape. Yeah, quite possibly give that person the ability to buy uh, you know, another phone to expand their usage of telco services to build their business and make more money, which allows them to borrow more again. So it really is a symbiotic relationship we're creating here where we're saying, hey, yeah, <laughs> we'll help the customer together because all of a sudden people have access to a much broader marketplace of lenders. So really a powerful story. And yeah, anyone listening should be following this story just to see how this shapes an economy. And then as a second level, in out of self-interest, we all have customers with phones. We all have alternative data. We all have this question of affordability and risk. And what can transaction data tell us? And that we can also learn from what you're doing with NewGrid. So if people wanted to learn more and follow that story online, um, what are the socials? What What's a web page they could go to to stay on top of it? So we launched the score like two weeks ago. So the story is widely published. But if you go to NewGrid LinkedIn page, you'll find the story there. If you go to Airtel Money Uganda pages you'll find the story there we have a new grid website gnu grid if you look at that website there's there's a story there again you can always reach me through my email charles.kimiti at gmail.com i'll be more than happy to take you through but basically through the social media platforms youtube we had um, you know major tv stations in uganda cover the story NTV, UBC, you can find the story and follow. Yeah, I'll I'll link all of those in the show notes as well. Charles, it's not the only product that you're doing at NewGrid. So before we move on to other topics, what other products are you serving to lenders? So we have uh, the traditional bureau score, which we extend to lenders. 
we have quite a number of banks who rely on us in their digital lending. So they use a score for digital lending. And if you're a bank and you're trying to do acquisition campaign, you know, we can identify profitable segments for you. We are doing collections for, for banks. So we have also collections models. And then if a bank needs to do account management, maybe you need to increase limits for, for, for your borrowers. We'll tell you the scores of the borrowers. There are other exposure that you, you, ha- you probably haven't seen. So again, we still continue providing the traditional bureau services. However, what st- sets us aside is now we focused on not just banks. The bureau is allowed to collect data even from other credit service providers as long as they have been accredited. And that's why we focused on where most of the last mile borrow in circle and all these digital lenders. So we're allowing them to share data with us, providing the technology. So that then through that information sharing, we can then create a system where the lenders can provide credit in a risk-free environment, and then the borrowers can benefit. Uh, a while ago on the show, I had Dylan Herandaran on, who is now looking at solving different problems in the world. But at that time, he was trying to address this in the UK. You know, the fact is fintechs and alternative lenders struggled to participate on the credit bureaus because the technology to share their data was so clunky and hard to use and slow. And everybody loses when it's hard for new players to join. So it's great to hear that you're already a step ahead here bringing on new lenders and providing them with tech to to do that. Obviously, Newgrid's not afraid of innovation. You're doing some pretty cool stuff. As you look forward, is there anything on the horizon that we should be keeping an eye out for? Of course, we, we continue commercializing the mobile credit score in Uganda. And beyond Uganda, we have a lot of interest in other markets, whether the telcos, they are telling us, okay, how can we replicate this? Well, I think it was MasterCard that just took a big share of MTN's mobile banking business. So a lot of interest from from further abroad as well into this larger ecosystem. So I'm sure your phones and your emails are going to be busy as people try and see what you're doing and, and watch it grow. But Charles, I said earlier on, this is not the only new challenge you personally took on this year or last year. You're also offering tailor-made training on credit scorecard development. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so my experience is quite diverse and mostly targeting digital lending. So I thought I should start a consulting firm to do that um, for very many financial institutions who have no idea how to go about it. So my consulting company is called Credit Risk Tick. And mostly is to, to offer digital lending consulting. If you want to start digital lending and you're a financial institution, you have no idea how to use the scores, how to build the scores, how to digitize your lending processes. I do offer that consulting. Now, I also do training on credit scoring. So people reach out to me. They're wondering how do we do credit scoring using this telco data or alternative data. And really grown in, in a very short time. I mean, it's often easier for the data to spread than for those skills to be there to analyze it. So it's great to hear that you are there to, to help alongside that. When you're talking about going from serving 2 million, 4 million people to going to serving 16, 18 million people, you can suddenly see why there's going to be a vacuum and a rush for people to start building scorecards. 
again, I think a project that's going to be very interesting to people listening. Is there a separate website for that? Yeah, for, for now, you can reach me on LinkedIn, Credit Risk Tick Consulting, or you can search for me, Charles Wandia. You can send me a message and then we can get in touch. You can also reach me on my Gmail, charles.kimiti at gmail.com. Yeah, and I'd always respond to you. Perfect. And once again, I'll, I'll include those in the show notes. Charles, thank you so much for making the time. As I said, I love the market because I had a little bit of experience working there, but I do feel like I missed out on so much because as I was leaving was when the first Mpesa was rolling out and I never really got to experience on the ground that sudden wave of mobile banking, of mobile lending, of fintech in general that's come out of the region. So wonderful to hear what's happening. So yeah, Charles, thank you again for your time. It's been wonderful learning from you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brendan. It was a pleasure to be here. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. And I'll see you again next Thursday. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK.